So welcome to the first episode of Failing Forward. Uh, I'm your host, Steve Hofstetter, which I think you probably know by now, even though we just started, but it's on the it's on the boards behind us if you're watching. Uh, however you're watching or listening or consuming this, please make sure to rate, review, subscribe, all that stuff. It is integral for the success of any podcast. Now, the premise of this podcast, it's a very specific premise. The idea is that failure is not the end. Um, I'm going to be talking to a number of very successful people, uh, many of them comedians and some of them Danny's. Varying levels of success. Varying certainly. levels of success. And, you know, and just to show that overnight success is a bit of a myth. Um, and so is discovery. I think that discovery is a myth perpetuated by people who want credit for someone else's success. I know for my success, I was discovered by the YouTube algorithm. Uh, I was discovered by robots. Am I allowed to talk? Yeah, uh, you are allowed to talk, but let me introduce <laughs> our guest right now. Um, I wanted to start with a guest that would not mind if I screwed up since it's the first episode. Um, yeah, one of my closest friends in the business and co-host of, of a former podcast we used to do, uh, Danny Jollis. Hello, everyone. Very nice to meet you. So one of the th reasons I wanted to have you as the first guest is because since this podcast is about career growth and, and really failure, um, and I'm not going anywhere mean with that. I mean, but you could if you wanted to. I could, <laughs> but I'm not going to. Uh -huh. It's because I've been there for almost all of your career. Truly the beginnings. Yeah. Like from the beginning onward. But like even, yeah, I mean, you basically, we at least knew each other from when I was just starting stand-up. Yeah, you were an open micer. But yeah. now before we get there, mm -hmm. let's give the uh, listeners or viewers a little reason why I'm talking to you, uh, which is you're very successful now. You didn't used to be. But you're very successful now. Um, you were a regular on Crazy X. Your cast member on Crazy X played Crazy George. Yes, yes, yes. Um, you, you're also on a bunch of other shows now. You're doing whether it's I, I don't know I don't even know the terms walk-ons, regular, under uh, fives. What what is it? Well, usually uh, guest or guest stars on things. And so I did. Uh, Rami just came out. Yeah, and... Rami on Hulu. Um, and your part on it was an ad on Instagram, which was fun. That was fun to stumble on. The coolest. I mean, the coolest thing is ads. If you can ever make an ad, to yeah. me, that is like the high, even like commercial wise, if your commercial airs during, ever being surprised by your own face is yeah. the most exciting thing you can have as an actor. Yeah, when you see your commercial on something else you're watching, like you're watching, I know you're a big DC sports fan, so exactly. like watching, you know, a Capitals game or something. Yes. And Wait. all of a sudden a commercial for you comes on. It's the biggest, it's the coolest, it's the best actor you like, ah, oh, yeah. I am. <laughs> oh, I'm doing it. Well, it's, it's fun, and it's fun to see it of your friends as well. And so, and also you're you're having tremendous success as a comedian. Also, you uh, you were on uh, new, uh, new Faces for the Montreal. I was Comedy JFL Festival. New Faces. I've done Colbert. I just had a Comedy Central clip come out uh, on Comedy Central Digital, which I was. So things are good. So happy. With. Yes, I'm doing well. Things I'm doing are okay. good. I'm doing okay. Let's talk about when they were shitty. Sure. So, uh, now I could go back to various times in your career. Yeah, yeah. But I want to go back to a specific one where all your friends were famous except for you. Which is debatably, I, I still have, I've always said my resume of friends is untouchably impressive. <laughs> I have one of the most like impressive, even like new ones. I mean, Rami's show just came out. That's one of my oldest, like that's one of my best friends. And yeah. he just launched, a, he just exploded. 
yeah, I know I know Rami through you. Yeah. Like I've become friends with him because of you. Yeah. So but let's talk for a moment about this. Let's go down the roster of how many people were successful while you waited in the wings. Because this business is all who you know, and you knew everyone. Yes, I I rule. I I was very lucky. I had a very like good group. Initially. I might have. I I think I might have been your least successful friend, and I was doing fine. You were doing great, and I don't think that's true at all. Um, <laughs> no, I I mean in terms of of people who were getting things in the industry, because yeah. okay, obviously Gerard, Gerard was, Gerard is a friend, and he couldn't be. He runs this town. So now, yeah, the the Carmichael show. The Carmichael show happened, and and a lot of these people all work together, which is so, and it's also the best part. I mean, you see how much people work with each other. But yeah, Gerard exploded. Um, so let's go down the list. Just tell the listeners and the viewers uh, who just name a couple of the shows that you you saw your friends get that you weren't on. Well, so I'm trying to think. I mean, Carmichael show. Was which was also co-created by a good friend of yours, which was co-created by Ari, um, and then uh, and also had Rel and Tiffany in it. Yes, who I bo- I knew both. Friends of the people had all of those people, um, and then from there, I mean, it's also just I'm trying. I mean, Crazy Ex Girlfriend. When Crazy Ex Girlfriend started, yeah, you weren't on it yet. I wasn't. You I was never supposed to be on. You it. weren't on it until the second season. I did three lines in season one. Three lines at the end of season one, right? Yes, and and, and it, that was supposed to be it. Because I remember when Crazy Ex-Girlfriend came out, and you went to college with Rachel, right? Yeah. Yeah, so you were in a comedy group with her as an undergrad. We were in a comedy group together, and then she's somebody... We were just... We were those... We were each other's, like, call when we needed, like, a person. Right. And so your person yeah. gets not just a show... But I remember the advertising for that show. Her face was everywhere. Every bus had a billboard on it. Yeah. At like the side of every bus, the the top of every building, that show was everywhere, which on one hand... I'd never seen a show as aggressively advertised on one person's face. Yes. It was insane. And on one hand, you've got to be very excited for a friend. Mm -hmm. But on the other hand, was was there that moment of like, where's Danny's turn? Every... You can't help it. You <laughs> Finish that sentence. You, Every... Yeah. You can't help it. I, I will say by the time Rachel's had happened, I was better. Yeah. I had gotten a lot better. I would say when I was in New York, I really struggled with it. And it wasn't even like... Particularly when people were getting JFL before me and stuff like that. That stuff, I remember I was still at a place where it would kill me. I'd yeah. be like, Rachel got JFL. And I think I was way more jealous when Rachel got, got JFL. Because I remember being like, Rachel got JFL. And let's like, talk about JFL for just to clue people in. It's seen, a Just you, for Laughs comedy festival. Yes. It's the biggest comedy festival in the world. If you've seen The Big Sick, it is the focal plot point of the thing he is trying to get that will change yeah. his career. It is. That it, is, it is how definitely I was able to explain how important it was to my parents. Yeah, and it's definitely a game changer. It's something that if you get new faces, if you get chosen for new faces, you are performing in front of... Tons of decision makers that could change your life at yes. once. And and it's it's just such a big check mark when you're yes. starting. And in many ways it's sort of like the start of your in, of you being a part of the industry. Well and I couldn't get that. Yeah. Well, let's talk for a moment about Friends of the People. Because sure. that's the one that stood out to me the most. Yeah, yeah. Because this was your whole group of friends basically was created and was writing on a show. Yes. And correct me if I'm wrong, 
And if you're allowed to talk about this, because obviously you're still friends with some of the people involved. I'm friends with all the people. Well, I, I really, really – minus – I mean – Some behind-the-scenes people, I'm sure you weren't no, – There's one person – Producers, and it wasn't, casting directors, there's got to be – No, there's only one person who I left that show having a, uh, having a problem with, and it's none of the friends of the people. Yeah, uh, it's the enemy of the people. It was the enemy of the people. He he, but but and and he's look. He had to make decisions. I get it. Uh, but all the friends of the people are still my friends. They're so, a wonderful group of guys. So how many people are we talking girl. about that you were friends with on that show? Well, Josh Josh was one of my best friends, and then and Kevin were two of my best friends, and then there's the Lucas brothers. I knew a little bit beforehand. Rel, I didn't know until I got there. Jen Bartels, I've known for forever, and. Uh, who is the last member of the Friends of the People? Either way, point is, we're talking we're talking half Jermaine, a dozen people. And Jermaine, I've known for a long time. Yeah, Jermaine, we're, I we're talking half a dozen people here. And the thing is, this is not a, oh, I should get this because I'm friends with them. It's, you're a very talented person. So I have seen you be the driving force of both of the sketch groups that you've been in, which have both achieved success, and you tend to be the member that ties everything together you are you know you are the driver of a lot of your projects you are someone there have been there are three people in this world that i have said when i saw them when they started and i said that they're going to be famous one of them is whitney cummings doing well (laughs) so far so good yeah yeah. that was after her second time of stand-up wow another one is taylor tomlinson who i said that about when she was 19 and now she's crushing it crushing and the third one is you doing Bringing up the rear. So, Doing okay. Yeah, you're you're still in the, you're on the train. But I'm hunting it. Yeah. I'll make you look at it sometime. But point. my point is that this is stuff that you could absolutely have earned. This isn't nepotism. This is, yes. you s- have every reason to have gotten a show like this without friends there, let alone with friends there. Well, but also, so even at that point, the thing was, was right out of the gates, everybody else got representation before me. Yeah. So it's like that. That's the thing about like by the time Friends of People happen or even like Rachel's show, it's like at that point I was so good at it because everybody I knew had already gotten representation before me. So out that's the, agents and managers. Agents and managers, which is truly the first step. And yeah. I thought, and now I've learned, incredibly not, uh, incredibly <laughs> apart, and they help and they're wonderful to have. But like, man, you don't need to spend any time thinking about that if you're a young comic. Yeah. Uh, they'll find you when they're ready. Um, but but I remember everybody was getting – they all were repped by big companies and I was doing shows with them and the, their people would come to those shows and they would literally be signing people around – everybody around me was being signed. Yeah. And I remember just being like, I'm running with the right group. Like, yeah. And they would – you know, they would be like, we're trying to recommend – we recommended you. So with was, Friends of the People, you wrote for the pilot, right? So I wrote for the pilot. I was brought – which was incredible – which is – Incredibly cool because I got an opportunity to write on a TV show. Yeah, uh, that was your f- the first TV show you've you've done, right? Certainly first, right? Yes. Yeah. So you wrote for the pilot, mm-hmm. and when you wrote, I had done pilot, Tosh Point which debatably counts. Yeah, you. They picked up like a sketch of yours, yeah, basically. But it was cool. Yeah, it, I mean that's cool, yeah, but yeah. that's not that's that's a credit in the way of like, hey, I was featured on something, not in like I was hired. Yeah, and so. You're hired to write on this pilot. It's your first writing opportunity. You assumed, I'm assuming, that if the show got picked up, so did you. Of course. Right? Yes. And 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 it was a good writing process. Like we I, I'm very proud of what, what I wrote for that show. Yeah. Uh, and what we wrote. 
And then the show, I'll, I'll tell the next yeah. story, which is the show got picked up and I was not uh, brought back to write for it, which obviously hurt a great deal at the time. How did you find out? One of the one of my friends called me. So uh, did you know it got picked up before the call or did you yes, find out yes, both yes, things no, no, I knew I knew the show got picked up. So you already knew that because that's what I'm getting at here. You knew I started packing my bags to move to New York. I tried I started being like, hey, I think I'm going to have to move to New York. So you had heard the show got picked up. How did you hear that? It was they had told me. It, 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 they, it, when it, when they found out, they told me. Nobody so your knew friends, I, nobody knew I wasn't going to come back. Everybody right. had assumed I would. So your six friends on the show were all like, "Hey, we got picked up. Congratulations, Danny. Get a suitcase." Yes, in various forms, but also there was a there was a sense of something could go wrong. Um, yeah, it did, and uh, and it did. And this was on True TV. It was on True TV. It it's a genuinely great show, by the way. I do recommend checking it out uh, because. Yeah. Just based on how much talent was in that room, which I remember thinking at the time, I thought I still think it's one of the most impressive casts ever assembled. Yeah, it's it's an incredibly great cast full of yeah. people who have gone on to do other great projects. Incredible, incredibly successful group of people. Now, but let's talk about. You assume you had this. Yeah. Were you looking for apartments? What are you What are you doing at the oh, time? Oh, I'm like, oh, I'll move. I why I was like, I'll stay with my friend until I find a place. Yeah. Um, I had already told him like, hey, I think I'm coming. Uh. I was you back tell your my, family? Um, yes. I mean, they knew. They they knew. Like I had I had said like the show got picked up. Yeah. It didn't occur to me out of the gates that there was a there was a world where I wouldn't get brought back. Right. Um, I've I've gotten to the point now where when I get something on television, I don't tell people until after it airs. And that's a valuable lesson that I learned here. Yeah. Was you do not tell anyone about anything between that and Coca Cola. Were the two times where I remember being like, That's "Oh, the other you thing don't." We're gonna be talking yeah, yeah. About. I was like, "You don't tell anyone about anything until it happens." Yeah. Um. And so I, yes, I told my parents like, "I think the the show got picked up." Like it was also, I will say, the show getting picked up, and just on a personal level, and and this is the thing I will say, which is, you are as successful as your friends are, and I was just so happy because one, I'm still very. Wait, thankful. so talk about that a little bit more. What do you mean? Because you're not you're not the same person as your friends. I have friends that are in this business that are you know bouncing around as as openers, and I have friends in this business that are celebrities. Like, yeah, but you, you are. It is all a community. First off, I get that job because of my friends. Well, yeah, like, they do the friends of the people. They had the ability to bring in one extra person. They and were they friends with of the me, Danny, which was incredibly exciting. And yeah. so part of it was me being like, I was there to make a show that could get picked up. Right. And. I accomplished that goal. Like, I was so, they accomplished that goal. I helped with that. Like, whatever happened in that room that they didn't bring back, the one thing I always left being like was like, my friends got to make 20 episodes of a TV show. Yeah. And I helped a little bit. You did. And that made me feel very good. I didn't let them down in that room. And that, and that's what you have to. Uh, yeah, it, I appreciate that. This yeah. podcast is not about feeling good. Oh sure, this- <laughs> but that's what I will spin it to because I and, and even at that that helps you sleep. It does because the truth <laughs> is is like when you see your friends get representation, of course, you and all that stuff, you realize like the only way you get rep the only the only way I got representation was through various things like that like through my friends yeah your friends recommend you absolutely yeah. and and you do it for other people now too oh i help i try to help out as many people as i can it's it's hard and i tell people a lot of time i'm like it doesn't it comes down to so many different things yeah like i'll make the introduction but then after that 
you yeah. know, you never know. You never but, know. Okay. So I want to, I want to kind of put a button on this one in yeah. a minute. Cause I, cause then I want to go to the Coca-Cola story, which right. you teased a little bit, which I do believe is one of the best Hollywood stories I've ever heard from anyone. Yeah. It's, and it's amazing. thinking about it, I really should have opened my first podcast with that story. But I, you know, friends of the people. I mean, friend, I make mistakes too. Well, but like, <laughs> oh. we'll get to we'll get to the Coca Cola story in yeah. a second. But uh, just to you know, kind of wrap up the friends of the people story. Yeah. So when you found out you didn't get it, what's that day like? It's a low day. It was a tough day. I remember. You know. Did I you had, call Rachel and she was like, "Actually, speaking of shows, <laughs> I I'm trying to think how close they they happened, but." I uh, no, it was probably no. There were I remember there were a couple of months in between. I think there was a solid amount of separation and no, but just the idea of like when you don't get that 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 call. What's the first hurt, move? That was one of the lowest move the moments. Like I remember just being so upset and being so like like oh no. Um, but then was, it, it was tough because I also was just trying to figure out what happened, and I think that was the toughest part for me. How long was it between when you found that out and when you were okay with it and when you can get to that place, which is a healthy mental place to be in, and I know I was you know, giving you shit for it before, yeah. but it, it's a healthy mental place to be in to be able like, you know what, I did I my job and I helped my friends. I think for a week I was week? incredibly depressed and I drank and I was like, what do I do? And you know, just truly being like, I can't catch up because even when I caught a break, I didn't catch a break. Yeah, and then you start doing the whole "woe is me." The of course. Wor- the, it, this what, is... So what, what? What is even the point? We we made a show that got picked up. Yeah. Like I helped make the thing that did the thing, and then I didn't get to do it. And then you just go, "It's not about me." It comes down to other factors. Yeah. And then I remember just going into a room and being like, "I'm so." And it's human nature to say, to say, "Oh." This is my luck. This is about me. This is cos- my cosmic destiny to you fail. You always believe it's. You always believe it's like well, because you know what? Why would I? And then I remember them just be hitting that place of like I was just so I was genuinely so happy for them. Yeah, and I was excited for them, and I feel very lucky where I'm still friends with a lot of. I, I am yeah. friends with a lot of them, and it's something we just didn't didn't really talk about for a while. Yeah, as a group, but. When we finally did, but I still remember also so many of them reached out so compassionately and like they were like we would have loved to to have brought you and this wasn't our decision. It came down to a lot of factors and those factors worked against me and there was and it just is what it is. Yeah, yeah. And so, but I yeah. I worked with a girl once when I was a sports writer, one of the interns. Um, we were we were watching. It was like lunch break and we're watching. Uh, they're like installing a glass window across the street and we're kind of watching this we're like that looks a little precarious and this girl goes just my luck i'd be walking right underneath it and they drop it and i was like just your luck you'd be murdered by glass that's your how bad do you think your luck is that yeah and the and the reason i bring that up is because there's that woe is me woe is me kind of thing yes uh that we all have so uh we're gonna toss it to a break for a second then we're gonna come back with the coca with the coca-cola story which is really one of the greatest stories ever told and we're gonna tell it right here uh, you're listening to Failing Forward with Steve Hofstetter. That's me and my guest, Danny Jollis. And come right back after this. Woo-hoo. Let's talk about Coca-Cola. Let's hope the yes. let's hope Coca-Cola does not 
sponsor this show because uh, we need to discuss a thing that they did to you. I've very openly discussed this. This one I've discussed. The first story, yeah. I will say those are my friends. And it's that's more difficult. It is difficult because truly, and I will make this point at the very end about how important your friends are and how yeah. important it is to root for your friends. Uh, but it wasn't their call. I have nothing but love for them. And I still, to this day, am so proud of what we did in that room. And that is wonderfully sweet. And now let's talk about Coca Cola. Uh, I don't give a fuck about Coca Cola. All right, let's they talk about it. Fuck themselves. Let's what they let's did. see. Let's let's hear what they did to you. So, you, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna set the stage here. Yeah. Um, you moved to L. A. We moved right around the same time. Yes. We knew each other in New York, mm -hmm. and you moved a couple months before me. Yes. How long were you in L. A. before you got the Coca Cola job? So a couple weeks. Couple months, month or two, month but or two, I, and I, it was right away. I wasn't even fully moved. Like I, I had still, I was still in the middle of being like, I'm gonna come out here for pilot season, which is a dumb thing to do. Uh, but that's like the season where they, in theory, cast shows, um, right? Where they cast shows with the people they already know that they were gonna work with. It's a, it's a, it's a lie of the industry. But yeah, I so I, but I came out of here. But I was excited. I had, I had for the first time somebody was hip pocketing me, which is when somebody represents you, but they don't. Yeah, hip pocketing is it's funny cuz you get excited about it when it first happens to you, but really it's a horrible practice. Hip pocketing hip is hip pocketing is an agent representing you but not fully so they get to make money off of you, but if things don't work out, they're not tied to you. Yes. And it basically has gives them the ability to be like it gives you the ability to have somebody from a big place reach out, which does add a lot. Sure. Um and it gives you a feel for that, but it also gives them the ability to not really do much. It's such a one-sided relationship. And then if you book something, then they're they, immediately then they like, take money. well, we were working with you, we're already working with you, and then they sign you, and you're like, oh, I guess. So it, it's- Even it, if you book something independent yeah. of them. And, and in defense of representation, it's a practice that's been mostly gone, gone away with in the past couple of years because uh, reps called themselves out and said it isn't okay. So most yeah. assistants now aren't allowed to hit pocket. Okay, so- So I'm out here for a couple months. It, that's going badly. But, but I, you audition. I audition for commercials, and that is the one world, world I'm able to get into. And I audition for this Coca-Cola campaign. And they're a big brand. Coca-Cola is big. It was so big that, in fact, I believe initially I was not told what brand it was. Wow, that's it was secretive. It was a secret one brand. One of those things when okay, and so you know it's big. You know it's either big or you're auditioning to be uh, something awful in like a military video or. I knew, yes. Well, I knew it was something where I was like, this is a big company. This is so a big this place. is your chance to be the Verizon guy, to be Jared from Subway without the molestation, to be. Sure. And, yeah. uh, and, and at this point, I remember just sit, but I also remember like commercial auditions you do a lot of. Sure. And most of them go nowhere. I have done a few of them. I don't do them anymore because. I still do them. I. I I still I still love doing commercial. I actually think it's a very fun, different practice. Yeah, but the audition process of it Brutal. is such garbage. They most bring of in, them, most of them, they bring in a thousand people, yep. and they have you write for them unpaid because they go, uh, you know what? Let's do away with the script for a second, and why don't you just kind of riff, and then uh -huh. they just jot down all your funny ideas. Oh sure, and don't pay you for them. They'll do a ton of that stuff, but I love it because, and particularly for young actors, it's a great way to practice going in a room and auditioning. And you can really throw That's it away true. because the odds of you getting there are so slim that I would go in and just be like, whatever. Right. Just do whatever you yeah. want. So Have I, a good time with it. Yeah. So I go in for this one. I remember in the room being like, I'm killing. Like, yeah. It was so good in the room. It felt great. 
Felt great. Okay. I leave How the room. How often does that happen when you audition? At that, not too, not too often will you feel them audibly be like, this is great. Like they're saying stuff. You can feel yeah. them being like, we're breaking our casting director serious relationship to right. be like, what you're doing right now is something we've been looking for. Like you could feel the lady was like, was like, um, was like this, you're doing right. It. This is it. This yes. is what we want. Um, and so I remember leaving this the room. This is what we assume we want right now until, well, I don't want to ruin the story. Well, and so, and well, so, but it's just for her. Yeah. And then I think an hour or two later, I get a call from my agent and she was like, you need to go back. Wow. They want to see you again. That is, that is, I mean, that's a, okay, I think I got this kind of call. That, that, I mean, it just meant I was serious. It just meant yeah, something that serious. That quick, happened. though. Like, that quick, is that's a big deal. Yes. I, I remember being like, I thought so. I remember, yeah. I, it was actually just, just a, like gratifying to be like, yeah, I thought that went well. Yeah. I, okay, she wasn't bullshitting me. Right. Um, and so she, I come back, she is, um, I believe it's Lindsay Roth. Can I look at, I, I want to look up the name. But she's one of my favorite people, and she has these two dogs that she's always with. And she comes out of the room, and she 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 grabs me in the hallway, and she's like, listen, this is what they're looking for. Give them this. She was coaching me through it. Yeah. I go in there. So that's the casting director coaching you through what director, the client wants. The casting director, I guess it had been a while for this search. She was like, this is what they want. Give them this. You can do this. She was so supportive. Yeah. I go in. Again, just feel like I'm killing. Yeah. Like nailing it, leave the room. I feel good. Next day, I get a call. You're on hold. A couple hours later, and what does that mean? On uh, so you get pinned, which is pinned. Me basically means it's down to three people. And okay. when you get pinned, it means it's basically them being like, "This is it. Tuesday next week, you're available." Right. Right. And you go right, and they go, okay. And so they do that for about three people. They'll pin you just to be like, and just make sure everybody, this is the, they send the contract to your reps. They're like, this is the contract. We're all happy. If and you, if you test for a TV show, it's the same thing of the TV show will test you and they'll make you sign a contract ahead of time. But then what happens? So you sign the contract if they choose you and two yes. of the people don't get chosen. Yes, yes, yes. So I get pinned all the time and I don't get, but I, I mean, I just remember being like, it felt so good in the room. Yeah. And then I booked it. And I and book so, it. So okay. So the other two people don't get it. Yep. Danny. Danny goes in. I. Uh, I. I go to the costume fitting. Costume fitting is great. Um, and this is for a new so ongoing is, so campaign point, for Coca Cola. No. So it is a Coca Cola bought ahh.com through twenty six H's. Each one was a different website. So wait. So ahh ahhh ahhh all that. Yes. Is owned by Coca-Cola. And so dot-com websites for all of those variations. Yes. And each one had games and uh, fun interactive things you could do. So it was various odd dot-coms. Yes. This was basically a new digital campaign they were doing. It was it was groundbreaking. So you – and you were supposed to be the face of it. I was the face of it. I was the only person in the commercial. So – and this is – okay. So it was the Coke scientist, right? Yes. It was a Coke scientist. So the and premise is I would walk you through this amazing Coca-Cola laboratory and tell you about just how incredible Coca-Cola was. And so uh, if you had which right now we are doing the opposite of telling everyone how incredible Coca-Cola was. 
It's so, a great product. I mean, listen, you can't fight the product. It, it's a good product. They do, they do their thing. They're but wonderful as, at what they do. But as human beings and how they treated you. So, well, just these, these five people who work Coca-Cola, a company of millions. But these five, whoever was in charge of this hurt me. Right, right. Okay, um, so you're the new Coke scientist. I'm the new Coke scientist. Which is how much do you think, if you were to have maintained this whole campaign, what do you think this paycheck is? What does this represent? I knew it was going to be, if it made it at least a year, I would make close to six figures. Okay. So, and this is the type of thing that could be a couple of years. For sure. In theory, it could go forever as long as they have, because it wasn't a TV ad. So as a result, the thing I was told was as long as it stays online and I'm associated still, I would be getting a check. This could be the kind of thing that could end up being half a mil, even more. If they because if nothing if you else, become if nothing else, the day job days are gone. Right. No more day job. We're good. This is no more day job. No more living with four roommates in little Bangladesh, which yes. is where you yes, were. Yes, yes, yes. I was in. Yeah. Yeah. Which is a, a part of LA I didn't even know existed. Yeah, it's rough, but it does because yeah, yeah, I picked yeah. you up there. Yep, yep, yep. So uh, left the engine running. Yeah. So <laughs> sure. Um, Okay, and we, we we have to wrap this up soon, yeah. but here here's where we get to the big punch. So you so film everything. We film everything, and the only other thing that I've added recently because I do think it's worth mentioning. Yeah, they forgot to send me the call sheet the night before, and I remember texting finally at like two a.m. the costume person who I'd met with, being like, "So sorry, do you have the time I'm supposed to be there tomorrow? Yeah, when do I go? Where do Literally, I go?" Literally, and she was like, "You don't have that." They'd forgotten to send me the call. I'm the only actor in the entire commercial. And that was, uh, some would say, a sign. Yeah, Uh, definitely a sign. I filmed the commercial. It goes great that day. Yeah. Uh, I take a photo with this Coca-Cola monkey. It's a stuffed monkey that if you do a Coca-Cola ad, you get to take a photo with. They were like, this is a huge honor. Uh, I had no clue, but yeah. it was, I was but like, that's their tradition. They were like, this is an honor. And I was yeah. like, okay. You're like, well, thank you. <laughs> All right. Thank you. Honorific monkey. Yeah. 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 And so, and I film it and speaking of animals, it goes well. And then, and then, and then I, and I'm here and they're talking to me a lot and they're, and it's very, you know, it's getting ready. We're getting ready to do it. And then all of a sudden radio silence. So you don't hear from them for how long? For probably a couple months. But during those couple months, I'm reading ads online. I'm reading stuff online about Coca-Cola is trying is doing gonna do this revolutionary new ad campaign. There's there's so articles about how incredible this ad campaign is. So about they're to be. talking so the industry publications are talking about In the ad world, this is about to be a groundbreaking thing they're about and to do. And they don't mention your name, they just talk about Coke. Nope. But they But they but they're like the Coke scientist. Yes, they're literally saying the Coke scientist and I'm like, oh my God, it's me. This is gonna be so big. And what they took my they were like, we might put you on Coke cans. I mean this was like this could be huge. Wow. And then after a couple months, yeah, I finally see online meet the new Coca-Cola scientist. So you stumbled on this. Stumbled on it. All of a sudden I'm like, no, because I followed Coke on Facebook. Yeah. Because I kept waiting for it to come out. So this is the opposite of what you were saying when you stumble on a commercial for your show. It's amazing. Yes. This is stumbling on the worst thing to ever happen to you. Yes. I click it and. And uh, then do we have. uh, They had put a cartoon polar bear face over my face <laughs> and uh, I know the story. it's still so funny a cartoon polar bear hands over my hands but kept my human body so they kept your body so my human body is walking your torso yes 
but my arms and face are cartoons. And they're a polar bear now. And their lines are slightly different, but not that different. And they change the voice. And they change the voice. It's not my voice. So they don't have to pay you any residuals because... I am no longer recognizable. Yeah, because you're just a torso. So I make no money. So you got paid for the day of shooting, I right? got paid for the day of shooting. Which I got the much? first three months because they didn't realize that would happen. Right. So which is how much? I ended up making almost double, almost 10K probably. Which total. Right, which is nice. But when you think about the fact that you made 10K for what they didn't use, oh, what this break could have been, this could have been... Because 10K at the time for you was, you know, two years of rent. But still, <laughs> I know you very well. But still, it's, you know, and, and it's good money and it's important. And anyone listening obviously going to be like, you got 10K for a day of shooting. Yeah. But at the same time. For the amount of auditions I've gone on to finally get one like that. Yeah. You just think it's, oh, you just think, think again, your my day changed. job days are done. Let's go back to the polar bear for a second, though. Yeah. So, and I don't know if we have the technology in this yet, because it's our first episode, to put a picture of this up. Yeah. But it is- I can send you the photo. So comical. Yes. It is your torso with a big polar bear face and polar bear stubby arms. There is no overselling it. And you accidentally saw this. I I accidentally saw it. And then that call to my parents was brutal. So you- when you saw it, what could you take us through the emotion? Because to me, and look, I love you, and and obviously you going through this was horrible, and I knew that, but it was too funny to even, as a comic, it was hard for me to do anything but laugh about this. Yes, I think so. And there was a moment I remember watching being like, <laughs> oh my. God, like at least a they smile you creeping. so funny. I remember just being like, this can't be real. Yeah. Uh, and then I remember, though, I remember I did that. I watched it. And you were like, I have my couch story yes. when I'm on The Tonight Show. And then <laughs> I knew that. I knew I had my couch story. Uh, yeah. And then I was like, no, I, I just remember being so shocked. And then I remember one of the Friends of the People, Josh, yeah. I remember calling him. Because this was before Friends of the People. But as I've said, these are all my friends. And I was like, you are not going to believe this. And I remember showing it to him, and he was exploding with laughter. Yeah. it's And it made me feel so much better because I just – because he was like, this is crazy. And he had been through also a rough ad thing before. Yeah. So we just both were like, oh, my God. We can't. It just it's couldn't be It's hard to be upset about that because it's just too awful. Yes. It was. It, 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 it. People have used that story. I've been in meetings where I've this has come up, and someone's been like, "I've heard about this happening to someone." Yeah, and I've been like, "Yeah, that's me." Oh, I have told that story yeah, with yeah. you not in the room. Oh, people have heard this story so many times, and yeah, it's about me. It's my. It's yeah. my uh, my nightmare. No, it's about your torso. It's about my torso. It's about a polar bear. It's about a polar bear that... But it looks so... And the funniest part was the ad campaign bombed so hard. Yeah. And I remember comments being like, why isn't a human body... Like, whoever made the decision to pull me off that ad, for the record, it was the worst decision. Because I don't know how... Obviously, it wasn't great what I did. Yeah, like, why didn't they just animate the whole thing? It couldn't have been worse than that decision. It was so bad. One of, I think, the funniest moments I've been witness to in my career was uh, when you got finally got signed by a really big management company. And it was a big deal. And we were all at the Laugh Factory and we're talking about it and everybody's so proud of you. 
um, Iko, who used to run the Laugh Factory, um, just goes, who signed the polar bear? <laughs> Which was just such a wonderful dig. And as a non-comic, too. Oh, yeah. It was such a... But that she's was so beautiful. funny. Iko's yeah. so funny. Yeah. Oh, she's great. Uh, yes. It, it, it was endlessly... Uh, it, it was one of the worst. It's one of the worst Hollywood stories. But I think it was funny. I would argue one of the best, but yeah. it's one of the best. But I, but that one, that one I remember so quickly being like, "What are you gonna do?" Like, yeah. guess I'm back to the day job. The friends of the people went hurt more on like a a personal on a, level. On a it was per, your friends. It was a personal level. There was a human level. But the and nice, you had you the Coke one was I, probably easier because you could be mad at people. Whereas the yes. friends of the people one, it's like, well, this happened, but I can't really be mad at them because they're my friends. And there's a part of you that goes. Did I do the did I do a great job? Like yeah. Like this show got picked up and I'm not coming back. Obviously I didn't crush it. Like you can't help but have that thought of like it, it made me question myself as like a writer for a while. The worst part is that the friends of the people eventually replace you in the writers room with an actual polar bear. Which yes. I thought was And that a was harsh. And I remember being like it's dangerous. He can't even hold a pen. Uh, yeah. No, Why? it made no sense, but yeah. you have to have diversity hires. All right. So. <laughs> <laughs> I could talk to you about this stuff forever, um, um, but obviously we got to wrap up. We're over time already. But the only thing that can I just say one thing? Yes, which is this you can because say many things because this this all stuff sounds negative. But the one thing I will say is this: yeah, with Rachel's face being seen in Friends of the People, Friends of the People have considered have all of those people have given me work. Yeah, um, and now are still my friends. And when they get stuff, I get stuff. Rachel got her show. I was never supposed to be on it. But we were friends, and and this is the biggest thing. When you have friends in this industry who are doing better than you, the the inkling is like people always ask me like, "Did you ask to get be on the show?" Yeah, I never asked because I was just genuinely happy for Rachel. Yeah, and then I've never out. asked either. Rami, I'm now I'm I did I had a couple of scenes on Rami because Rami is a friend, and he he it well, I still had to audition and earn that role. Yeah, but your friends getting stuff puts you in a better conversation. And it means that you're hanging out with the right people, I would say. Like, yeah, it means that you've surrounded yourself with talented people. It mean, And these people consider consider you funny. And so everything I have is based around friends. And uh, even when things go bad in this industry, just remember it's your it's – your, the industry itself will continuously ruin you. They will – for the rest of my life, I know that this industry will – people on the other side of the table will hurt me yeah. and hurt my feelings. But my friends are the people that I will keep working with and what gives me comfort at night being like, but I'll be okay. And I want to make I want to make two points yeah. because I know a lot of your friends. Yeah. And they're good people. You surround yourself both with talented people and with genuinely positive and good people. But also the main point I wanted to make is when you were given the opportunity for a small part on Crazy X that was supposed to be in one episode, you ended up becoming a regular character because you killed it, because you did so well. And while your friend opened the door for you, you walked through. Yes. And you you don't always get a chance to do that. Sometimes your friend opens the door for you and someone else is standing there blocking your path. And that is what happened on Friends of the People. But I can't tell you how many times I recommend people for things and they have shown up late or under delivered, et cetera. Absolutely, that happens. Yeah. I'm very, very stingy with my recommendations, it's, for sure. It's an important thing to be like, particularly when your friend recommends you for something, over-deliver. Yeah. Be the person who they're like, oh, thank God. Yeah. Because I still, like, there's been things even, like, this past year I got cut out of the show, 
uh, that I thought I was going to be like recurring on. Yeah. And I filmed a thing. But I did a really good job. And the person who got me in that room, who isn't an actor, but is someone on the other side of the table, looked good. I made her look good. Yeah. If you make people look good, there aren't that many people. There's a lot of people in this town. There aren't that many people who actually are like nice and do a good job. If you can do that, good things tend to happen. Yeah. And then all yeah. those failures are just like fun things. Oh, I've I've definitely had things where like I've booked someone for a gig, whether it's, you know, a small live show or, yeah. you know, there was someone I once cut out of my life because three times in a row I stuck my neck out for them. And oh, I'm late. The traffic. It's like, well, leave earlier. You have a yeah. supercomputer in your pocket that predicts traffic. It's leave earlier. I agree. Like get there half an hour early and get a coffee. Yeah. <laughs> like I put my I put myself out there for you. Like I re I recommend. And so and I think it's one of the best things that has happened is and I like to think for a lot of my friends, I've become somebody who if you if you recommend me. I will yeah. do a good job. And I stand by even like things that didn't work out. I'm like, I still think I did a good job. Coca-Cola, I truly would love to see what the original commercial looked like. Because yeah. I'm wondering, I've always wondered how bad I must have been. I would love to see it with a giraffe this time. I Right? Yeah. Because that's where they went wrong. All right. Uh, this, has been, uh, this has been failing forward. Uh, thanks, everybody, for listening. Uh, Danny, where can they find out more information about you? Oh, sure. You can go to dannyjoss.com. You can watch Crazy Ex-Girlfriend. The entire show is on Netflix. You can watch Rami on Hulu, which is going to win every award. I don't know if you've watched it. it. it is, I haven't seen it yet. I saw the, I watched the preview. It is so good. Because I was ready to watch it, and I didn't realize it didn't come out until two days two days more. Because I yeah. saw the ad on Instagram, and I rushed to Hulu, and I'm like, oh, and then I saw the preview, yeah. and I'm like, oh, I can't actually watch it. But yeah, yes. it looks amazing. It's so good, uh, and Rami's such a talented person. Yeah. Um, and then. Uh, and all your social medias is at Danny Jollis. Yes. Right? And then the, the only other thing. Yes. All at Danny Jollis. And the only other thing I say, and I end every podcast I do with this, is just go see live stand up. Doesn't have to be me. Just go to your local comedy club and watch live stand up. It's better live. Absolutely. It is. Um, thank you for listening to Failing Forward, watching Failing Forward, etc. Please uh, share it with your friends. Um, rate, comment, subscribe, all of that stuff. Uh, you know, you guys know the drill, even though this is episode one. And I'm looking forward to doing a lot more of these. Uh, Danny, thank you for coming in. Uh, we're going to replace you on this episode with a polar bear. Ah, oh, son of a...